It is Thursday, the 24th of December, 2020. It is the eve of the capitalist bonanza, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, Another big show today is I welcome uh, a good friend of mine who will provide the best and dumbest uh, college-aged story of all time. Uh, my dear friend Nick Moore, uh, you do not want to miss uh, the story that he tells. It is flat out fucking bonkers. It's I don't know how else to <laughs> express this. Uh, all of that and very little else on episode fifty-six, uh, the Andre Tippett episode. Uh, Tippett was a monster in the 80s for the Patriots, finished with exactly 100 sacks in his Hall of Fame career. And he's a fascinating guy. Uh, He actually converted to Judaism in the 80s. He has a sixth degree black belt in karate. Fifth, sixth, seventh, I don't know. He's handled community relations for the Patriots for years. See? Fascinating. Very interesting cat. Uh, Far less interesting... This is complaints and arts. See, God, I, I get through the entire minute and a half spiel. Blah blah blah. This is all ha 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 ha. This guy. Then I fuck up the part where I actually name the show. But what what are we doing here? Uh, you know what the name of the show? Well, maybe you don't. <laughs> this is complaints and observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. I have a, a tingling in my trousers and it's not a good one. Sounds good. Let me put on some chapstick real quick. How do you get the reindeer off the ground, man? Oh, well, man, he had some magic dust, man. Some magic dust? Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Hello. Welcome to the program. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Um, hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a wonderful week. I have, uh, my week's been slow. A uh, good week at work. You know, things are picking up, so that's good. I'm sure you're thrilled to hear that. But, um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Can't really complain that much. Uh, I, I'm still not sleeping, though. You know, I, I can fall asleep, no problem. Drop of a hat. Staying asleep is the problem. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for two things. One, uh, we could have uh, some excess background noise. Uh, Aside from my nose whistles, swallowing, general saliva problems, uh, the toilet above me, there's multiple... uh, There's extra people in the house tonight, so just a, a word to the wise... Sometimes you, know, you can hear things, but hopefully not. Fingers crossed. 
Uh, and I also want to apologize. This is going to be uh, an overly sportsy show, I think. Uh, when I started this this podcast, I didn't want it to be a sports show, but uh, given that I'm a moron with uh, zero creativity, here we are. And I, I literally don't know anything else. I mean, I have other interests, but I don't have I don't have the kind of interest that when you look up how to start a podcast, it all says uh, find something that you're interested in and make that the topic. I see. I can't do that. Can't do that. I've I've I pride myself to be a generalist of some sort, and I mentioned this before. So uh, being so focused, I don't have the I don't have the fucking attention span to be that focused. I wish I did. Something else I've talked about numerous times on the program that I have the attention span of a fucking net. It can be measured in nanoseconds. Some people will get that gag. Some people won't. It's not even really a gag. It's true. So, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, and something that... See, that was a nose whistle. Did you catch that? Oh, I'm a little congested today. I don't know why. Uh, so, hopefully that nose whistle came through loud and clear. That was for you, folks. So, the other day... Uh, I don't know where I was going, driving somewhere. But I don't drive. I'm driving less now than I was previously when I didn't really drive a lot, which is wild. Even pandemic or not, I would still be driving less now than I was pre-pandemic. Unbelievable. Anyways, I I don't know where I was going. Fucking grocery store or some shit. And I'm listening to the radio, and as I want to do, I listen to sports radio. Uh, Mainly because you can only listen to music for so long before they start playing the same thing. So I I tend to bounce around when it comes to to radio stations, and uh, quite frankly, I I get bored with it for some reason. I don't know why, but I do. But sports radio in this town in particular, in Boston... uh, is a ratings bonanza. I've used bonanza now twice in the program. God, I am so fucking stupid. Jesus. Lots of people listen. There we go. And, you know, while the media in general tends to sensationalize literally everything, and and, and there's a reason, okay? It's a business. Media companies aren't getting into being media companies to, to break even. So there you go. The people that have complaints about the media drive me crazy. Oh, the media does this, the media doesn't. Well, no shit, it's a fucking business. Hello? The media. As if it's a fucking, uh, you know, Satan. No, they're trying to make money, just like you and everybody else. Get off their fucking back. <clears throat> but... Sports radio was typically a bit more tame for a while. Uh, you had your, you know, your programs that would be uh, back in the day uh, on WEI. Uh, there was one show, the big show, that was the, that was the ratings bonanza. So they had more, they had the highest ratings of literally any radio show in the city for a long time. So they could say whatever they want, they could do whatever they want, 
and it didn't matter. There was no repercussions. Well, uh, 98.5 comes along and they've kind of, you know, molded it a little bit, uh, changed things a little bit, uh, you know, and kind of got away from the discussion, the fact-based sort of, um, you know, exchanging of opinions. Although, you know, it was really just yelling at one another for the longest time. But it's become so fake of late as, as both stations try to go with what works, which is the uh, shitting on local teams. Now, Bostonians, as I'm sure my four listeners are, are very well aware, as a whole are generally whiny assholes, hence this program. And having an outlet to call and give what you think is a great opinion has worked around here for years now. So the, the nighttime guy on the sports hub, gentleman by the name of Adam Jones. It's a terrible program. But in the last ratings book, number one in his, in his time slot. So either there's literally nothing else to listen to or it works. My guess is that there's nothing else to listen to. Having said that, he was filling in for somebody Tuesday morning. And uh, Jones is the most transparent offender of this bullshit-type radio. He learned it uh, under the, the tutelage and the guidance of, of Michael Felger, who is uh, the, the king of sort of faux-outrage sports radio. Um, he is he's the king when it comes to that crap. So he says, Adam Jones... That Ben Roethlisberger, coming off what could very well have been the absolute worst quarterback performance of the entire year in the entire league against the woeful Cincinnati Bengals, he Adam Jones said that that guy could win nine or ten games with the Patriots right now this season. He could take, in, in Jones's opinion... Ben Roethlisberger could take this current collection of misfit toys and get them to win games. I was fucking livid, infuriated by this comment, driving down the street, yelling at the radio, slamming my fucking hand against the goddamn steering wheel. Because anybody with a fucking functioning set of eyes can see that it, it's just, it's not possible, okay? If you want to just cite statistics, fine. Cam Newton's not having a good year by any stretch throwing the football. However, he has run, he's run pretty well, and he's run for, he's scored 11 times on the ground, which ain't bad. It's last I looked, it led the league for quarterbacks. So that's not terrible, we all know that the Patriots aren't good this year. It's just it's a down year. We had 20 great years. We're allowed to have one, two, three uh, down years. It's it's fine. Step off the ledge. Uh, this year's team, they have no skill talent of any merit. And quite frankly, uh, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, fucking anybody wouldn't win 10 games with this bunch. 
None of those guys are stopping the run versus the Dolphins last week. None of them are stopping uh, the Bills on the ground in Week 8 or the Rams two weeks ago. That's just three games where they got the defensive line trampled. Last I checked, Tom Brady isn't fucking playing nose tackle. Okay? None of them... uh, I wrote that down wrong. Uh, The Denver game that they lost in Denver. The Patriots have never been good in Denver. Never. And in this particular instance, they're coming back from uh, a a game against the Chiefs that they could have won, except Brian Hoyer threw, uh, you know, two picks in the red zone. Well, it was a pick and a fumble, whatever, two turnovers. Now, you could say, well, Roethlisberger wouldn't have done that. Well, I don't think Cam Newton would have done that either. He could have thrown a pick or a fumble. I don't think he would have done both. Uh, you know, he fumbled the game away against against the Bills, which, look, that's on him. No problem. The Denver game, Newton's coming back from having fucking COVID, a debilitating respiratory virus, and he had nary a walkthrough before that game. Just threw him in there on the Sunday, on the road. This guy with a respiratory problem uh, playing football in thin air. Meh, whatever. And I don't think any of those three, you know, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, fucking anybody, they're not able to cover Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill uh, in that Chiefs game. So the point here is that Roethlisberger, the Roethlisberger take was so bad that it gets assholes like me worked up. And that's the whole point of sports radio in this town. It has nothing to do with actual discussion anymore. It's just about riling up the constituency, if you will. Uh, and getting them to listen and to call. That's it. It works. It works like a fucking charm. And you know what? I hate it. I hate it so fucking much. Part of the reason I really enjoy Tucker and Wrenches is, is that they're typically not sportsy. I mean, it's a sports show, but it's not entirely sportsy. So they're not having fucking sports debates. Which is why I like uh, the Levitard show so much. They talk about fucking nonsense. And they sprinkle sports in there. That's what I wanted this program to be. Nonsense, sprinkling of sports. I'm doing hand gestures while I'm saying that. Nonsense, sprinkling. It's the phony bullshit that's designed to pull you in, get you angry, and start ranting like a lunatic, like I've already fucking said. See? Marty Lunatic. Here's a commercial. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play, coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, mother Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, I love those. Somebody mentioned it the other day, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta dig through these. 
Oh god, those are so good. Another one of these ads that's just fucking timeless. Like that shit's like twenty years old. Or, or maybe not maybe not that one, but uh yeah. It's something. It's been around for a while. Um so <clears throat> that sort of tied into the opening uh, bit for the show, so I hope you didn't skip the commercial. If you did, go back and listen. I'll give you time. The other sort of sportsy thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, Dan Snyder of the Washington football team. He owns the club. He's a piece of shit. How the fuck does this guy still have the privilege of owning an NFL franchise? How much dirty laundry needs to be aired out before the rest of the owners are like, what the actual fuck guy? I'm not sure why I'm so interested in, in this particular case, but I think it stems from the fact that I'll I'll never get over how some very rich people are just very dumb people with a with a horseshoe in their ass. And Dan Snyder is certainly the latter. Uh, there are far too many people that like uh, swallow their integrity when you know in the orbit of these uh, truly lesser individuals you know uh, people underlings people that work for them whatever <clears throat> it's a theme that pops up all the time this is no different uh, the current administration for example no different so a story come out yesterday about uh, Snyder paying off a former employee so that she wouldn't uh, you know, go public or disclose how she accused him of sexual misconduct in 2009. It was 11 fucking years ago. So, I mean, he's obviously been doing shit like this for a very long time, and it's shit that's come out multiple times, all the crap with the, uh, the cheerleaders, which was before 2009, if I recall correctly. So, I mean, it, again, the guy's been doing this shit for a long time, and you're going to try to tell me that he hasn't been doing it for the last 11 years? He's probably did it for the last fucking 11 months. And how he's able to do it and skate by and and hold on to the football team is, is something. And it, I think there's a common thing here. So <clears throat> Jerry Richardson, who owned the Carolina Panthers, he sold his team in 2017. For essentially the same shit. However, the capper there was apparently he was a big fan of the N-word. Loved to use it. Loved to use it. And so, you know, <clears throat> Snyder had a love of a different racial slur. Uh, but apparently that doesn't... Uh, it doesn't equal... Uh, Richardson's love of the N-word. So that's what I think the difference is, and it kind of ties into, like, uh, who the fuck was that guy in Los Angeles? The owner. Fuck, can't remember his name. Gathered on the Clippers and had to sell the Clippers. Same thing. Dropping N-bombs. And uh, off he goes. <clears throat> so I think that's the thing. If you start dropping N-bombs, uh, you have to sell. So to me, it's like, okay, the minute... The minute you find out Dan Snyder uh, was using the N-word, and you, you know he was, the guy who loved Redskins so much, you, you're going to try to tell me that he didn't? Bullshit. No fucking way. That is uh, reckless speculation on my part. But, you know, so it's like, okay, if you... 
uh, if you're shitty to women, it, it doesn't fall in line. It's not the same as being shitty to to minorities. To me, same thing. Just he's just a shitty person, you know. And, and look, uh, it's tough to single these guys out because a lot of them are shitty. It's it's the level of shittiness. You know what I mean? You have to kind of take it. They're fucking rich white guys. You know there's going to be fucking dirty laundry there. You, I mean, that's just how they fucking operate. But this particular thing, like, it's just story after story after story after story with this fucking guy. Like, enough already. Do we really have to, you know, I'm just so tired of, like, oh, bombshell. Bombshell expose. Dan Snyder's a douche. Yeah, okay. Give me something new. Fuck. Um, all right. Poor segue. This is already a, a, a poor episode. So thankfully, I have recorded material to, to help me out. Um... As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm joined by my uh, good friend, Nick Moore. Nick's a former co-worker, great guy, good friend, uh, funny kid. And so uh, he wanted to be on the show. He's like, oh, uh, be on the show. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to talk about? Like, oh, I, I got, you know, talk about, uh, you know, dumb shit I did in, in school. So I'm like, Phew. sold. Because I've heard some of these stories, and they are truly stupid and hilarious at the same time. So he actually has two. Uh, One, the first story is, um, it's a good story. Fucked up story. But a good story. The second one is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. From beginning to end, it's just so dumb. It's so funny. And I hope I'm not overselling it. I I thought it was terrific. And uh, one of the funniest fucking stories I've ever heard. So, I hope you enjoy it. Now, here he is, Nick Moore. I am happy to welcome to the show uh, another dear friend of mine uh, who is the smartest dumb guy that I've ever met who's here to uh, regale us with tales of yore from his days as a Chanticleer of Coastal Carolina University in bucolic Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It is the one and only Mr. Nick Moore. Nick, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Mr. LaPointe. Thank you Uh, so much. Right off the top, uh, the Chanticleers have made me some money this year, so um, uh, thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking you. You paid to go there. Big one this weekend, the Sun Belt Championship versus something called the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. No idea who they are. I have a few shells on Coastal Minus 3, so let's go Chanticleers, right? The magical chickens, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the whole point of you coming on the show is to, like I said, regale us with with your, uh, you know, spin some tales for us and, and... uh, share the laughs, but uh, I don't think that I know how you actually ended up uh, at Coastal Carolina. So I'm hoping you can you can share. I know it was like two weeks ago, so you should probably remember that 
uh, <laughs> pretty easily. Well, when I was a young lad, uh, <laughs> for anyone listening, um, Dave so gracious, graciously named the this episode Nick talking about dumb shit. I used to do a lot of dumb shit. So uh, when I was uh, looking at colleges, I, I looked at a good amount. Um, not by any means my idea. My, my mother is uh, what you would call type A. So she made me look everywhere. Um, everywhere that would take my subpar, I'd say below average GPA. Uh, <laughs> Coastal Carolina was the very first school that I looked at. I, I knew I didn't want to go, you know, I didn't want to stay in Massachusetts. Wanted to go somewhere warm. Um, wanted to go somewhere where I could meet new people. So that was the very first place that I went. I went there. I don't. I didn't even know what a major was. I was like, "Yeah, I'll major in whatever drinking." So, I walked around. I was there for maybe twenty minutes. Saw a bunch of southern chicks. Saw a bunch of just babes everywhere. Pulled up my phone. Saw how close the beach was. And I'm like, "Yeah, my obviously this is the one. This is where I'm gonna go." We, well, like, you were we, there we, for we twenty have, minutes. I. I mean, twenty minutes from the beginning of the tour. So you know, we had a, a little tour guide walk us <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. it. It was near the beach. There was chicks everywhere. Um, oh, I, I, I mean, I have to put it on there. They they allowed me to, to come there uh, yeah. with my with my GPA. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of hit the trifecta. Those three things. So you didn't. So that was the first place that you went, and ultimately the last. Did you go anyplace else? You're not even gonna believe me when I tell you. So that was I, the first I stop in my. Um, South Carolina, North Carolina, like tour, tour of yeah. schools that mm-hmm. my mom made me go on. Um, and by the way, I love my mom. Just she's type A. That's I love your mom. Your mom's terrific. She's great, right? Yeah. Uh, I looked at six other schools in South Carolina, North Carolina, and then I went on to be forced to see fourteen other schools in Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, and New no, Hampshire. Fourteen. Yeah. So twenty schools. Holy in all. shit. And I was so set on coastal. I just like maybe I would have loved one of those other schools that yeah. I looked at. Uh, but as as I said, I, I I do a lot of dumb shit, and I was a little mm. shit. So seventeen yeah. <laughs> year old Nick was the worst human ever. So uh, actually, seventeen to twenty three year old Nick was probably <laughs> the worst human ever. So I probably would have liked those schools, but yeah. under principle, principle sure. to my mother, I didn't give them a chance. I'll so going to coastal. Did yeah. you tell? So you told your mother. When you were at Coastal, like, this is where I want to go. Yeah. And then you proceeded to look at 19 more schools. 19 more. I'm guessing. Yeah. (laughs) My assumption is that your mother did not want you to go to Coastal Carolina. Am I incorrect? She, it's not like she didn't see all the women there and didn't know it was near the beach and didn't know me. Right. Right. Uh, She's never admitted it, but that's a good assumption. It's a very good assumption. I mean, that is a. That's a fair assumption, because why the fuck would she drag you around to 19 more schools? Okay, this is going to be a bad segue, because I have no fucking clue what I'm doing, and I'm recording this post-production to put into the actual interview to create a segue, so if you don't like it, too fucking bad, but here's, here's the rest of the interview with Nick. Enjoy. So, as you know... You know, I have all uh, all fake teeth, and th- that was something that happened in 
at Coastal. So let, let me walk you through this because honestly, it kind of like shaped sort of who I kind of am today. Like it, it played, honestly, I, I feel like this played a, a big part in my life and who I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so here's the best place to start. So I'm shit faced, right? right. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the best place to start. Uh, anyone who's ever been to Coastal, or at least in the last, you know, since I was there, uh, the go-to bar, it's right off campus. It's a place called Tongi's Schmack House. This place was awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, right across the street from campus, blah, blah, blah. I got to so. write that down. Tongi's yeah, yeah. Schmack House. Okay. Highly recommend. So I'm there. It's uh, it's spring break. Very first night of spring break, right? I am. I have the greatest spring break lined up, maybe ever. Actually, uh, my dad was flying down to Coastal um, Saturday morning. This is Friday night, right after finals. He was staying for one night, and we were flying down. Me and him Saturday night. Uh, so he actually wasn't staying the night. And we were flying down to um, to Florida to a deep sea fishing with some of his buddies for two days. Then I was coming back to spend the, a whole week, you know, in, in Myrtle Beach with all my friends for spring break. So Friday night, I go out. Um, you the know, Tongi's Schmack House. The Tongi's Schmack House. <laughs> and uh, I'm with this girl, Courtney. She, she's one of my good friends. Um, she's about five foot two. She's from South Carolina. Absolute. And I mean, not to overuse her. She's a firecracker. So that's <laughs> <laughs> a great way, great way to describe her. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm also with this fucking loser who I thought was my friend. His name uh, is, is Mike. I don't even remember his last name. Uh, Mike something. We decided to go to another bar. Um, so we, we called taxi because uh, it wasn't Ubers at that time for whatever reason. Yeah, long uh, ago. Long, long ago. So yeah. call the taxi and us three are going to jump in the taxi. This kid, Mike, is hammered. Wait, like legless hammered. So on the way out, he starts like trying to get in a fight with someone it, 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 right as we're walking out. Um <sighs> outside of the bar so i'm like courtney hold on a sec so i go up to the guy i'm like hey hey listen my my buddy's hammered we're we're getting out of here and then i woke up in the middle of the parking lot sat up and all my teeth fell out and i'm like what the what the hell happened so apparently three guys that weren't involved in this situation they, they were just like coming into the bar or something just decided to haymaker me just, just from behind. They didn't know this fourth guy, the, the one who was like, not even going to start a fight. And my dumb friend who also like couldn't win a fight. Haymaker me. I, I just get knocked out and on the ground, they just start pummeling me, just kicking me in the face. No reason. Courtney, this little firecracker girl jumps on one of their backs and just starts smacking them in the face. Right. Um, so that, that's the only reason that they, they stopped and they ran away. So I wait, I'm like, oh my God, my, my lip was hanging off. All my teeth fell out. They were in my lap and, you know, I'm concussed. I'm like, what the fuck, what is happening? So I go to the hospital and, and, and the next five days are like, I, I don't even know what's happening. Um, they, the hot, you know, South Carolina is not known for their, their brightest uh, humans. <laughs> no, no. Um, so they let me go. They, they, they didn't give me stitches or anything didn't they gave me like morphine or something they're like all right yeah you're good to go so i'm like what so i go so, somehow some way i ended up at a um 
an oral surgeon in, in Myrtle Beach. Um, he's like, this is the worst I've ever seen. Um, you got to go back to the hospital. You need surgery immediately. Go back to the hospital. Gives me like six or seven hour surgery. Attaches, reattaches my lip. My jaw's broken. So he has to wire my jaw shut. Seals up all my gums. Um, like my teeth are all gone. All my front teeth. And then I'm just out of it, in and out of it for five days. I see my dad there. I'm just constantly like, I got morphine, all this. And I don't know what is going on. So during that five days, whoever this kid was, somehow, some way, someone figured out who it was. And it was this, this kid, I guess he was like their ringleader of these three kids, was visiting from Florida for spring break. And he posted a picture as soon as he kicked the shit out of me, these three kids. And he had a black eye and a cut right here from Courtney. Punched him in the face. So we posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah, I have this little cut, but I fucked this kid up. So that's the only reason we knew who this kid was. Mm. And then he went back to Florida. So I, however this happened, I didn't know who this person was. They, the cops filed charges against this kid while I'm in a, like basically in a coma. Mm. And so the, this kid has felony charges against somebody's in Florida. They they can't do anything. They're little, you know, South Carolina cops and, and that's it. So the reason I said this kind of affected my life now, you you know, I, I I didn't leave. Um, I I got fake teeth. You know, I lost, I lost like 40, 45 pounds because my jaw was wired shut. I just had to drink things through a, through a straw. Ended up getting like 15, 16 surgeries over the course of the next two years. Um, but I stayed, I stayed at coastal. I didn't want to go home because I knew that I would not go back. I, like that, that would have been it. So I wanted to stay and up getting dentures. You know, I, I stayed, I graduated and that was probably the hardest thing I ever went through. So the reason why I say it changed my life makes every fucking other thing I've ever done, any job I've ever had, any like bad thing, not that bad. Yeah. So, you know, it helped me. So, I've heard most of this story before. The kid in Florida. What ended up happening with this guy? So this is a pro you probably haven't heard. Um, about eighteen months ago, mm. um, and I remember because I didn't know at the time, but that morning my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the train, about to get on the orange line to go to work. Mm. And I get a call and it's, it's a South Carolina number. So I've been, out, I've been out of school for five, six years and I got a call from South Carolina. Like I, I don't know anyone from South Carolina. I haven't been back there. You know, I, I, I don't really talk to anyone from, from South Carolina. So I picked it up and it's a lawyer from, from South Carolina. I'm like, hello. And they're like, does this name ring a bell? I'm like, yeah, yeah. What? Why? That kid wanted to become a cop in New York City. Oh. And he had an outstanding felony charge against him. Yeah. You cannot become a cop with a felony charge. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I haven't even thought, what, what do you want from me? They're like, yeah. are you willing to drop the charges? I'm like, I don't know. Um, what do I do here? And this guy, I don't know whose like side he was on or, or whatever. He's like, well, honestly, you could ask for like a sum of money to like make this go away. I'm like, I can. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I got like 
talk to some other people. I, I have no idea what's going on. Like I'm about to go to work. He goes, all right, call me back. So long story short, I got a, I got a pretty large sum of money <laughs> from okay. this guy. So uh, the, the last I heard was that you were in the very preliminary discussions about how all this was going to play out. How did it get from this guy calling you to them cutting you a check? Like, how long did that take? Probably two months. That's um, it? Yeah. Um, I didn't even get a lawyer. Uh, like, I had all the leverage. There, there was nothing. I consulted with a lawyer. And he yeah. was like, yeah, just tell them whatever number you want, whatever you think is fair. Like, they're, if this dude wants to become a cop, he has to pay it. And if he doesn't, then who cares? You haven't thought about it in years. So what's yeah. the difference? Right. So I, I gave them a number. Mm. And they paid it. And I gave all that money to my parents <laughs> for, for wow. all the surgeries that they paid for. It didn't, yeah. didn't even, it actually paid for, for all of them because insurance covered the vast majority yeah, of the like yeah. fake, you know, fake, uh, they're called veneers. It's so it was, their toilet material. So it's, it, yes, I, I have toilet teeth, correct. That's right. Um, they look great. They yeah, are tremendous. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes, this is another bad edit. Whatever. So, the picture mm-hmm. is uh, one of those old timey, um, you know, fake Western pictures where you dress up and you wear cowboy shit. Oh God! This... And uh, it's it's me on the on the end, looking yeah. absolutely miserable with a bunch of people that lived in my neighborhood. Okay. Uh, when it, when uh, I lived off campus. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, that. Worst day of my life, but also the funniest story ever uh, to come out of Coastal. So, with your permission, I would love to tell the story. Oh, it goes, by all means, sir. It's a <laughs> tell the faux Western picture story. <laughs> I turned 21 after winter break. So, of course, my buddies and, of course, me, you know, any chance to go out and drink. They want to take me out for my 21st birthday. Anyone that's familiar with Myrtle Beach? Actually, did. have you been to Myrtle Beach? I, I, don't I have never been to Myrtle Beach. We're actually Highly supposed to go. That. Yeah, we're, we might go in May. Oh, you, you could definitely destroy all the golf courses there. Like That's you'd, the you'd idea. That. Oh, <laughs> you, yes, a pro. Exactly. You would be a pro. So the, the main attraction down there, at least one of the big tourist attractions and definitely one of the, the college attractions is this place called uh, Broadway at the Beach. It's a man-made lake with like 100 bars and clubs and restaurants surrounding it. You can take a taxi, Uber down there and, mm-hmm. you know, every any night of the week. You can see a million coastal kids there. My buddies take me down there. We took a we took a party bus. No, no, we took just a regular van, like a caravan uh, taxi down there. So we get in there, and uh, the first place we want to go is this place called Rodeo. And the reason it's called Rodeo, it's actually, it, I, I actually don't know if it's still there. I hope it is because it was so cool. You walk in, massive open floor. It's like a huge dance floor when you walk in, and if you look up. Um, like three quarters of the way around is the, is an upper deck uh, and, and like a railing where you can look yeah. down and up there is a bunch of bars. Yeah. The reason it's called rodeo is in the middle is a big inflatable bouncy, bouncy thing with, with a bull in the middle. You okay. can like pay money, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that, that sets the premise here. And mm-hmm. I promise the cowboy thing comes into play, but not the way <laughs> that you, not the way that you probably think. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm up top, right? Uh, hanging out with my buddies. It's my 21st birthday. So my buddy Zach goes, all right, man, 21 shots of Jaeger. Let's go. You're doing them all. Dumb, dumb Nick 
Mm. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sure. It was, uh, you know, it was 21 shots, 10 shots split 21 ways, but still that's 10 shots. Okay. So I rip about 10 of them mm. and I'm like, oh God, this is, this is hurting me. I think I got to take a dump. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, I'll hold these, guard these for me. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom, you know, pull my pants down and it's not, a, it's, I thought it was a dump and I had to throw up. So, so I stand up, I'm like, one puke. I'm like, oh God, this is going to be a long night. So, you know, I didn't get to take a dump. That comes into play. <laughs> that, that comes into play. I didn't get to take a dump. <laughs> I, I didn't get to take a dump. Uh, so <laughs> that part comes into play. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I go back out, do the last 10 shots, and this is when it starts getting a little hazy. So I'm looking down, I'm still hanging out with my buddies, and then all of a sudden, hey, I will never explain why this happened. I take out my wallet, my phone, everything I have. And I was like, hey, Zach, hold on to this. Watch this. And I stood up on the railing and I jumped off and I did a front flip. This is like a story and a half, you know, 30 what? feet up. Okay. Did a front flip, landed on my back on the ro- on the rodeo, like bouncy part. Okay. And fly into the right, knocked into this old lady, hit the ground, shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> really wish if I could go back. Oh you know, I, I wish I had just taken the shit before, but that's how it happened. So, I wish that was the end of it. So, <laughs> this this lady who I hit was like, she was like sixty plus years old. What the fuck was she doing at rodeo? Well, it just so happens. Oh, the bouncer let her in for free, and she drinks for free there because it's his mother. And that's, <laughs> that's who I just fell on, knocked on the ground, and shit on, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I, I find this out because the, the bastard <laughs> rips me up and says, that's my mother, you're going to fucking jail. Whoa. I'm like, oh, well... <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> He's dragging me out. He's holding me out front, like still dragging me, trying to like flag down some cops. Mm-hmm. And then if we have time, I'll tell the other stories. But this will be my third strike, as they say. Uh, if I get in trouble again, I will yeah. be kicked out of Coastal. So that's, oh. this is all going through my mind. Um, so that that leads me to just do a little shimmy, throw a throw a bow right into his right into his chest, and he lets go for a second. I'm just booking it. Just running away. <laughs> running away with fucking Broadway. shorts full of shit. Oh, oh the worst. Because it was in January, even though it's South Carolina. Yeah. It's, it's still a little cold, so I had jeans on. Okay. Oh. Just leaking out. Just leaking out. <laughs> right right on my shoes. So, oh, it was awful. So, oh, the little shit into the socks and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Not to be outdone by, then I got clotheslined by a cop, thrown in cuffs. They don't want to bring me inside the Broadway jail cell because I smell like shit. So they're, <laughs> they left me out front. So every single person, not like, like I said, everyone goes here. This was a Saturday night. Yeah. Everyone goes here. So my buddies followed me out because they were like, what the hell happened? They're like, they didn't know they shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew at the time. And they're like, taking pictures. Like, nice, nice. And then the cop comes out and he's like, you know, shit his pants, right? And I was like, no, I didn't. Nah, nah, wait, what, are you, what are you talking about? They just left me out here because I'm like, I'm not a threat. I'm not going to run away. So I go to jail. Right. Uh, so the, the, uh, the real cops come 
it gets a little brown brown out here but um mm, you know, had, more I, ways than one yeah, yes yes good uh, no pun intended oh, there, that was awful that was so but, bad yes it, it was but they're not gonna throw me into the drunk tank filled with shit so they make me take off all my clothes and they literally hose me down hosing me down they like threw me a bar of soap are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah uh, they, they, <laughs> they, <laughs> like that's fucking super troopers when they're hosing down farva in the fucking police station oh leader, leader of cola yeah yeah <laughs> um kind of like that but worse um, in my opinion. Um, Damn. So they give me like some old prison clothes. Someone probably got shanked in these and they just, that's what I put on. So then they throw me in the drunk tank and there's like 10 other guys in there. And I just, my life's over in my mind. So I'm like, I'm getting kicked out of school. My parents are going to hate me. Yeah. Ruin my life. Uh, so I just went, I just like knelt down and laid face down. I'm like, I just got to get this over. I got to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, someone had picked up my head and was repeatedly smashing it off the ground. The cops, the next drunk asshole that they brought was a crazy person. I was the closest to the door. So they just start like banging my head. Wait, the cops or the crazy person? uh, uh, The cops arrested someone else, brought them into the drunk tank, closed the door, and the crazy person attacked me. I was just Uh, the closest person to him. Jesus. I I, I have no idea what what was up. Some of the other guys pulled him off. It lasted for like maybe 15 seconds. Like him just trying to like fight everyone. We made a bunch of noise. Cops came out and just dragged his ass out. I don't know what happened to him. But I'm bleeding all over the place. I have a concussion. I, I, like I'm already hung over. I'm like, how? My God, how could this day get worse? Just so happens it can't. It actually starts getting better from here. So, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so you, you know, this this is one of those jail cells. Well, actually, Dave, I, I don't know if you've ever been in a jail cell. Uh, I hope not. No, uh, Nick, but no. <laughs> this was one of the jail cells with the courthouses attached to it. So sure, okay. Next morning, um, everyone gets filed out. We're, we're, we're going to be, you know, brought in front of the judge right there, right at the courthouse. Now, hold on. You had your face repeatedly smashed against the floor. You're bleeding. You're concussed. Did they bother to clean up now the blood that you that you now have. No, still on me. I mean, I wiped it off as best I could with my shirt. It was a prison shirt. It wasn't my shirt, right. you know. So, so no. <laughs> but as they're bringing everyone out, you know, we're in a little uh, a line, just walking to uh, be in front of the judge. Sure, yeah. One of the guards pulls me out, just me, and puts me in a single cell. I'm like, I, I, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I, whatever. Just kill me. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do here. Mm. I don't know who this next guy was, but he wasn't dressed properly. It looked like he got pulled out of bed or something. Cause it was, you know, it was like six 30 in the morning or something, seven o'clock. And he's like, Hey, let's just pretend this never happened. Huh? You know, like you're never here. So remember I, I, I said, I gave all my stuff to, my buddy, when I jumped and then yeah. got arrested, I had no ID, I had no phone, I had nothing on me. So apparently, I was like, fuck you guys, I'm not telling you my name. And they took a picture of me, but they just like got rid of it. And they had no record of who I was and my ID or anything. And I, I will never be able to prove this. I'm assuming they didn't want any repercussions from some crazy guy beating the shit out of me and giving yep. me a concussion. Yeah. So he's like, hey, you got anyone that you can call? I'm like, 
no, I, can I just like walk out of here? And <laughs> he goes, yeah, you know, what? hold on. And he goes and gets another cop. And he comes back with a phone number. He's like, why don't you try this phone number? I'll let you make a call. I call it. It's my roommate's phone number. I'm like, he's like, dude, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Come get me. I'm in um, the Conway police station. You come get me. He goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I asked, I'm like, how do you, how do you know I have that number? <laughs> so apparently when I was taking the shots, uh-oh. You know, up on the up on the upper deck, my, yeah. my buddies, good 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 friends, right? Uh-huh. They can see it in my eyes. They wrote on my arm in case of emergency, call this number. And Get I had the it. fuck out. <laughs> and the cops took a picture of it before they started. They hosed me down. Get out. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? That's that's how I got out. Of, uh, Please tell me the the. Uh, now, did your buddies take a picture of it? No, the cops did. Before. No, I know, but I did your buddies take a picture of it at some point? How do they not? I'm sure that's fucking hilarious. Somewhere. That's unbelievable. <laughs> there's a picture somewhere, I'm sure. No, there has to be. <laughs> Holy shit, Nick. Right? So now, now I'm on cloud nine. I, I couldn't be happy. I, I'm extremely hungover. I'm concussed. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I've never felt shittier and... and and you're also better. really awesome at the and same time. And you're wearing bloody prison clothes. Bloody prison clothes. They, they gave me another shirt. You oh, know. good. Did uh, they ever give you back your other clothes? Uh, I didn't want them. They <laughs> offered. I, I, I don't think that they offered. But I would have thought maybe they'd give you a fucking trash bag <laughs> with your shit in it. Literally. You would think so. Yeah. So I'm on cloud nine, right? And my buddy, my roommate who I called, he has a he had a truck, uh, like a four door pickup truck. He shows up with half my goddamn neighborhood because in <laughs> South Carolina, <laughs> in South Carolina, you can like you can you drive just down ride the with back. people in the back. Sure, yeah, why not? He shows up with like fifteen people because by now the story is all around my neighborhood. Within a week, it's all around the entire entire campus. fucking like, campus. So goddamn embarrassed. Um, I denied it to this day. Even my I'm like no, I didn't. I didn't shit my pants. Uh, <laughs> but everyone knows I did. They show up just to be like, hey, you shit your pants. They're like the whole the whole truck. And they could. I'm like, dude, just take me home. They're like, no, nope, we're making a celebration out of this. We went no bar fucking way. Get and out. Then they, and then they brought me to this old Western bullshit place and took a picture to just seal the moment. <laughs> and you'll see it when I send you the picture. I'm just in the corner like. Your friends are the biggest <laughs> assholes ever. Oh, my God. Uh, that, no, we're uh, making a celebration out of this, even though, you know, you're still bloodied, concussed, hungover. And you probably still smelled like shit because I mean, how how clean could you have got from the hose and the you know bar of you know, coast or whatever? You're telling me, man. But uh, unbelievable. So so yeah. I mean, I, I assume that it didn't last all day, just most of the day. Yeah. I mean, how long were you, were you out? Yeah, I mean, who knows, man? I, I was hungover. We I definitely started drinking again. I was concussed. It could have gone on for three days. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but of all, of all the, oh my god, of all the things that have happened, um, you know, dumb dumb shit that Nick does, that one made me not drink for for a few weekends. <laughs> wow, that is one that I tell sparingly. That's oh, well, yeah. hmm, not anymore. <laughs> Four or five people are gonna hear that story now. You're in trouble. Oh god, mm. I don't know what I'll do. The fame, unbelievable. Fucking shit your pants on an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, in terms of a story that goes from highs to lows to highs to lows again, don't get me wrong. You know, shit in the pants is what got over, you know. Everyone remembers that part. Right. I fucking did a dive bomb off right. of like a second story building. That is a story balcony. But, but Nick, that is, that, like, I'm sorry. That is um, fourth or fifth place at best in that story. <laughs> if I could shake the hand of the guy that split my head open, I, I would. I definitely would. <sighs> that is saved, so wild. You know? And I mean, literally it's he kicked I your ass. Four years, man. Yeah. Made it out in four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that was gonna be it. If I got kicked out, I wasn't going back to college. That guy changed my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was stuck in my mind. I haven't told yeah. that story to anyone in a long time. There's no way Hillary knows that story. So she doesn't uh, know that story. No, absolutely. Oh I mean, my knows, god. She knows it now. I already got a. I mean, she's two rooms away. You know what's? You know what gets me is that you had the wherewithal to hand all of your shit to your friend and say, "Hold this." Before you jumped off uh, and did your your faithful leap uh, of shitting into into an old lady. Well, you know, I'm a millennial, Dave. You know, <laughs> I, I care more about my iPhone than I do about my actual body. So, well, that's that's a that's a given. Um, pure, one hundred percent gold, right there. Uh, I have said this numerous times that I, I feel bad for Hillary, but good grief. I feel so bad for that girl. Absolute angel. Oh man, she really is. Uh, and you need to to lock that up pretty quick, my friend, because oh. you're not doing much better than that. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> uh, Nick was um, my probably he was one of my first uh, like desk mates at the uh, the old Wayfair, and uh, one day. Uh, which uh, a story that I will, uh, it will never, ever get old. It's a Friday morning. And as, as is usually the case on Friday mornings, Nick smelled like a brewery. And so uh, he, he, he's, he's on the phone with, with somebody and he puts that person on hold and he just kind of looks over at me to his left. And he's like, Hey, Dave, Hey, uh, what do we call this? And he takes his two hands and he puts them on the desk, like almost like he was playing a piano. He's like, what do you call this? And I, I said, I'm looking at him and I was just puzzled. I said, what, a, a desk? And he said, oh, yeah, I just called it an office table. <laughs> Yeah. An office table. <laughs> I don't know what I did the night before, but it was a long night. It had to have been a long night. <laughs> you don't say. What? What is this? What is this? What is right here? What is this? <laughs> oh, and he he said it was such, uh, you know, with the curiosity of a toddler. <laughs> what is this? Well, Nick, that's a desk. Oh, I just called it an office table. <laughs> uh, it's the yeah. best. It is so fucking good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. I don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, please tell some of your... Actually, whoever the friend was that wrote on your arm, 
uh, <laughs> let them know that you tell this story on the podcast. Uh, tell all of your other degenerate uh, coastal friends to listen to the show. It would be terrific. Uh, but don't tell Hillary. Don't let her listen to the program because, quite frankly, that might be it. I think that would probably be she would take your keys and tell you to go back to Situate. All right, listen. <laughs> Mr. LaPointe, has been a pleasure. Uh, it absolutely has been a pleasure, <laughs> Nick. Uh, thank you so very much. I appreciate your time. And uh, please give my best to Hill. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll talk, talk to you soon. soon. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, it's just... I, I think I, I probably listened to to that whole thing like four or five times when I was attempting to edit it down. Because basically what I had to do was like flip-flop the first story with the second story. Because he comes right on to the fucking interview. It starts right off with the uh, the story at the, ro- the rodeo, which is just... I mean, I can't... <laughs> I, I tried to like picture it in my head so many times the the bounce off the uh, the bouncy floor thing he had to have been shitting like as after he bounced off the floor is probably what triggered it you know like everything everything relaxed at that point and so he shits then lands on the old lady. But, the you know, you're talking seconds, milliseconds between the two events. Oh, it's just, it's such a joy. The whole thing is a joy. And I'm so glad that, that he came on <laughs> and told the story because it's just amazing. Uh, and look, he does he does have great teeth. What can you say? But they are. They're, they're toilet teeth. That's what happens when they're fake. But I hope you liked it. If you did like it, please let me know. And if you have a story that's similar and you want to share, I'm happy to have you on the program. I've said it a thousand times. I love having people on the show. Um, you know, it's basically turning into, hey, Dave talks to his friends. But uh, look, I have interesting friends. What can you say? What can you do? You know? If you have an interesting story to tell, or if you you have an, an uninteresting story to tell and just want to be on the show, let me know. Uh, I'd love to have a, a useful sidekick or co-host sidekick. Listen to me. <laughs> oh, what an asshole! Co-host. Ugh. I think it'd be better to have something to you know uh, discuss, bounce ideas off of, whatever. Uh, it is Thursday. It is time for three gripes. Gripe number one. Uh, cross-country skiing in the city. Why? Why? Like, I don't even have anything remotely clever to add here. Uh, is wherever you're going, fucking Mr. Hardo, so vital that you need to ski, uh, through public streets? Or are you simply looking for people to, uh, to watch you? 
and gawk at you and then maybe take your picture and post it on on the ground with a caption like look at this fucking guy because i'm 1000 percent convinced that it's the latter i really don't think you're doing it for any useful purpose and don't give me this well it's great exercise well then you know get yourself one of the fucking machines and leave it in your house don't come outside skiing down the fucking street all you're doing is, is shitting on, on public works. Oh, what's the matter? You, you you fucking lazy assholes can't get out here and plow the street. So I'm going to hop on my fucking 12-foot-long skis and fucking sashay down the road. Fuck off. These are the same assholes that probably cry about bike lanes year-round. And the need for vehicle traffic to revolve around their needs. To take way too way too long to get to wherever they're going while simultaneously ignoring traffic laws. I can guarantee you that cross country skiing in the city guy is the same guy that fucking has uh, uh, you know spandex shorts to to ride to work. Was the guy that comes in the office with one pant leg up and his bike helmet still on? Is that guy. Every office had that guy. Never liked that guy. Uh, Grape number two. D-list celebrities. Uh, Why does the general public pay any sort of attention to people who used to be something? Now, that's not to say that these people are less than or simply not worthy of attention at all, but... There's a great number of people who used to have some level of fame uh, who no longer have it for whatever reason, either by choice or uh, they're pieces of shit, whatever. I don't know. Combination of the two. But uh, why do we need to why do we need to care? For example, social media was a buzz today about Kirk Cameron, a.k.a. Mike Seaver. We hosted an outdoor Christmas caroling event while not wearing a mask with a bunch of other uh, similarly brainwashed morons as if it were something approaching newsworthy. Now, look, uh, in in Mike Seaver's defense, this was an outdoor event, and apparently they were all socially distanced, but whatever, you know, it's California. So everything, they have to be outraged about fucking everything. I have an itchy nose, I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I, you know, that's fuck. It's on CNN, Twitter, Fox. Like, who cares? Why is that news? It's not. Here's a guy whose acting career was basically over in 1992. He hates gays. Uh, his his most recent uh, acting credits include something called Saving Christmas, which uh, was six years ago, and he won a a, a golden raspberry. For worst actor, he also starred in the in the Left Behind series about the Rapture. Now he runs a quote ministry end quote, which likely does not pay federal income tax. I don't know why I felt the need to mention that last part, but my overall point is that these people should not be covered or attract any sort of attention unless it has to do with whatever made them a celebrity in the first place. You know, you want to tell a cute story. Oh, hey, Kirk Cameron's going to be on the uh, 
going to make a, a guest starring appearance on um, whatever that fucking reboot was. Fuller House. Check it out. Or Kurt Cameron is going to be appearing on uh, Let's Make a Deal. Uh, why did I say Let's Make a Deal? <laughs> Kurt Cameron is going to be appearing on The Match Game alongside Jim J. Bullock and Richard Dawson. All right, great. But I mean, other than that, who the fuck cares? Is it just that we we can't that uh, that Americans, for whatever reason, just can't get enough celebrity? I think that's what it is. That's a whole other topic for another show. I'd love to know the psychological uh, thinking behind that. Like, what is what is the obsession with celebrity? Tomorrow on Nightline, ABC, starring Hugh Downs. What is America's obsession with celebrity? And I'm off the rails. I just mentioned Hugh Downs, who I think just died recently, and he was like 104. Dude is fucking old when I was a kid. Hugh Downs. Barbara Walters, Hugh Downs, 2020. That was a serious fucking show. I think it was Friday nights at 10 p.m. Yeah, serious shit. Hugh Downs, not a D-list celebrity, A-list. Hugh motherfucking Downs. Pretty sure that guy came out of the womb with white hair. Gripe number three. Christmas. This really isn't a, a bah humbug thing, okay, at all. People that know me will make this assumption, yes, it is, he hates Christmas. That is not the case. I don't mind Christmas. But what I do mind is, like, the the rush of it all, the uh, overwhelming everything of it all, the having to do all these things with all these people Throughout the day, the day before, the day after. Except for this year, of course. Don't do your best not to mingle with those that you shouldn't be mingling with. Um, and, and look, I'm not even certain what I'm complaining about here. But Christmas has just become too much. It just it used to be. Uh, and maybe it's just because we, when, when you grow up, obviously, uh, you, you get into relationships and... You know, you need to keep both sides of the aisle happy. I just, I don't know. It just, it's just become too much. I find it overwhelming for some reason. Uh, and I do my fucking damnedest to not make it overwhelming, which is the other thing. But it's the decorating, the gifts, the time, the money, the, all of it. Maybe this is a bah humbug thing after all, but that's just me. I don't begrudge anyone who enjoys the holidays. I really don't. I mean, my wife, for example, loves it. Uh, you know, the sheer volume of fucking Christmas decorations in this house is... Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. If it makes you happy, then I'm happy for you. Just leave me the fuck out of it. You know? 
so yeah, maybe maybe it is a bah humbug thing. I don't know. There's just something, and I, I've yet to be able to put my finger on exactly what it is that bothers me. Or, man, maybe bother is not the right word, but there's something, and I don't know what it is. But happy Christmas, folks. And I've, that's something I decided this morning. I'm not going to say Merry Christmas anymore. Say Happy Christmas. Merry, it's too proper. When, when do you say Merry any other time throughout the course of the year than at, than at Christmas time? Why is that word reserved for this time of the year? It shouldn't be. Therefore, I'm going to use another word. Happy Christmas. And I think that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my days on this planet. Happy Christmas. Petty. Petty, petty, dumb bullshit. But that's a program. For some reason, I'm really tired. I don't know why. I feel kind of crappy. It's a short program. Uh, it didn't feel like I was able to do the same show. I normally would do, which is uh, slightly, maybe less shitty. I don't know. Uh, Nick's interview saved my ass. Otherwise, it would have been a 20-minute show, and it would have been fucking mail-in city, you know? But, uh, yeah. That's it for the show. I have um, a request, Okay. If you or someone you know wants to be on the program, please let me know. Let's talk about anything that you want. If you know someone interesting, awesome. I need more interesting people. Um, I haven't heard from my faux, exec, my faux associate producer in, in quite some time. So my guess is that he's <laughs> bailed on the show. Uh, I hope not. Because uh, he was a big supporter, so I hope he's still enjoying the program. Who knows? Um, but I got, you know, Dave was kind enough to, to bring me two guests. So uh, I'd love to find some additional uh, faux associate producers to to uh, to help out. I, you know, the thing that sucks is I'm reaching out to, to a variety of different people to try to get them on the show, and I'm getting nothing. So the you got to cast a wide net, which is kind of what I'm doing. Uh, I think I might be barking up the wrong trees, but, you know, if I snare one, and then hopefully that'll lead to more. So that's that's the goal, you know. Uh, I do have an Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod, same as the Twitter page. Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, uh, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page, but I don't use it. Uh, hopefully 2021 will will be a time to actually use these things, promote the show. I doubt it, but we'll see as I burp into the microphone. I'm disgusting. What can you say? Um, but that'll do. Uh, you know, please feel free to call um, the show. 617-65-RIPEM, 617-65-RIPEM. Leave a voicemail with a gripe, a complaint, comment, anything. 
want to just call and say hi, you'll be on the show. Want to just call and fart into the phone? You know. You could do that too. It'd be weird, but you could. Um, yeah. That's it. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for listening. It is appreciated. Please tell your friends. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Happy Christmas. Ta-ta.